homily to the Moot community, Nick Baumgartner explores the issues raised in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 around the calling for Christians to be transformed through reconciliation. This was recorded at the Moot Eucharist at the Guild Church of St Mary Aldermary on Sunday the 17th of June 2012. I'd like to, to start this homily with three postulates um, taken from those two passages. The first one is that God leaves us freedom at least some freedom, to grow in our faith at our own pace. He does not expect us to be ripe overnight. The second is, because we have this freedom, we also have a responsibility towards him and others to be accountable. The third one is, the seeds of faith growing in us that bring about a painful but salutary transformation is what prepares us to do mission. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians is about the mission of the apostles, explaining it and rationalizing it as much as he can, but also, and this is a theme that comes throughout Paul's writings, it is about the transformation of the self that the gospel brings. Verse 21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin whom you know sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Here in Moot, we don't speak a lot about sin, maybe for good reasons. For some of us, we spent years being bashed with rights and wrongs, who is in, who is out, and implicitly asked to keep a tally of our weekly sins, come to Sunday services, to have them washed away with soft rock and loud hallelujahs. Somehow that did not help us to come close to that long-lasting transformation. We come here to this oasis to relate and feel safe and understood. Our faith has been built through love, honesty, and mutual mutual acceptance. We rightly believe that through the help of our rhythm of life, spiritual practices and posters will come closer to God. And we have. I have no doubt about this. But what is Paul talking about when he speaks of a ministry of reconciliation? My own understanding of sin has evolved since my days as an evangelical Christian. It seems that sins are not single acts. In fact, it's impossible to keep track of them. Sin is much more broadly about walking away from being true to oneself and to God. This is a very special time in my life. As I progress towards my calling, towards a vocation, towards becoming more myself. And yet, like everyone, I still have stumbling blocks that prevent me from moving on. As for many of us, as for many, those are relatively banal psychological issues that can be addressed with secular means. Yet, Some of these stumbling blocks demand a transformation that both face and practice bring, and they clearly need 
a more spiritual, a more profound spiritual reflection. Those of you who know me better will know what I mean by being affected by high expectations that cannot be met, expectations that are too high, that are not realistic. But for the first time, it was being on the receiving end. Yet, in that particular situation, how could I point my finger at someone when actually I had expectations of other people myself? Would that not just be being a hypocrite? Can I, can we learn from deep hurt so that we don't in turn inflict on others rejection? The first part of verse 21, and here I'm going to have to use the New Jerusalem version because it makes more sense, begs a number of questions around my and our sinfulness. Because for our sake, he made the sinless one a victim for sin. Let us imagine that we are at Christ um, before the tribunal, before the Sanhedrin. What are our reactions? What is our role in putting Christ to death still today? How do I, how do we perpetuate sin? What acts and thoughts of mine and ours still hurt and destroy other people's humanness? The transformation that Paul talks about includes the process of repentance, but also clearly the need to be accountable. Can I, in my own story, after the last few months, ever want to have such high expectations of someone else as the ones that were put onto me? No. But to whom can I be accountable on that? How do I ensure that at some point I don't perpetuate such sylphiness myself? My spiritual director, Jesuit, a Catholic priest, once asked me the question, do you have a sacrament of reconciliation in your church? Where can you confess your sinfulness? I will invite you to think further about those questions yourself, because their answer will be important for this community and for our mission. Paul says, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. That matters because the apostles received the ministry of reconciliation to hold people accountable and help them progress towards mission. But also Christ's parables in Mark are both gentle and assertive. Slowly but surely, the seeds of faith will grow and one day will come when it is ripe for each of us to go on to do mission. There will come a time when we can be true to ourselves and to God. But we also have a responsibility to seek to grow in Christ. The mission that Paul speaks about, that of the apostles, is grounded in living no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and was raised for us. Something maybe that must have made the congregations uneasy or perhaps puzzled, the congregation, the, you know, the Corinthians, about how passionate and radical the apostles were. There must have been something, because Paul says 
Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others. But we ourselves are well known to God, and I hope that we are also well known to your consciences. We're not commanding ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us, so that you may, you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in the heart. But if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Maybe the Corinthians were not yet ripe for the harvest, as they had not fully experienced the transformation Paul talks about. Maybe they had not understood that God's grace was not cheap grace. They had not yet fully embarked on the process of transformation. I'd like to finish this homily with the end of this passage in Corinthians for you to meditate on whether we don't sometimes take God's grace too cheaply and whether we don't always sometimes forget to be agents of reconciliation for each other in this community and to God. We urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain for he says, at an acceptable time I have listened to you. And on a day of salvation, I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Moot Community Podcast. If you'd like more information on who we are and what we do, please visit www.moot.uk.net. Mm-hmm.